good day and welcome to episode 33 of the Aaron Wayne podcast. Here we go, guys. Good chat with the lady. We're outside Crater Lake right now and um, just chat about what we're up to, what we're doing. Talked about bear spray and whether it does or doesn't work. And then we got into the tail end of this pretty heavy conversation about climate change and having kids. So if you're into it, drop in, stay tuned, and let's do it. My cell phone has 10% battery left. Oh, no, mine too. And I've too. got notes on here. Oh, and it was okay. telling me it, like, had the audio. Oh, this is, like, the mic check. It started doing, like, an audio. It mic says, check, mic check. talk to me like you're going to talk to, are, gonna, are you going to lean back like right, that? I'm no, it's totally back. fine. No, I, I just like got to change the audio levels. Check, mic check. <laughs> one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, one. <laughs> That's my mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. So uh, the notes that I have. Yeah. So before today's podcast, I said to Katie, "Why don't you take a handful of notes?" And I did. And I'll take some notes. And I had previous notes. And you had previous notes, and so the notes that I have for the podcast is the first thing I wrote was blowing it into USB devices, and the reason that that was an issue was because there was crazy static on your mic and so we've been in these super dusty areas like right now we are where are we we're outside of crater lake yeah beside diamond lake. by diamond lake in some like public land stuff and it's, it's super really dusty. dusty everything's really dusty like i don't know how we'll fare once we're back and everything's really grassy i think great i'm excited for it oh yeah like all of our hikes too have been really like dirt sand so i posted something i posted something on instagram uh of the there was you remember when we got that really good view today when we're so we decided to instead of driving up to crater lake because why would we do that because why would we do that and that's actually in my notes um we parked three miles like at the bottom of crater lake and then hiked up three miles to like to have crater lake be the view you know the the hike today so we did a six mile hike a mile with the dogs mm-hmm. and then 0.25 around the lake, I guess, when we were walking because we did a total of 7.25 miles. So we, so yeah, so, and and the views were That's awesome. The hike was really pretty. I won a bet. What bet did you win? The bet was that I was able to tell that we had half of a mile left mm-hmm. and you said we had two tenths of a mile left. Mm-hmm. And I bet, and I was right. And you were right, and you decided that you're going to make a book. I think that the theme of this trip has been Aaron thinks he's right way more than he is, (laughs) and Katie is right way more than he thinks she is. That's totally true. Yeah, you're definitely right more often than I think you're right. Also, I think what you don't understand is, like, I don't normally say things unless I think like you say things to kind of just talk them through that's why i have a podcast yeah where i'm more like i'll keep it to myself until i feel like i'm correct and then you'll and then i'll express if you say something you mean it yeah whereas when i I you mean it as whereas when i say something something. i just sort of say things (laughs) and like i'm trying to figure out what i'm trying to figure out but back Unless to Unless it's like we're having food mm-hmm. or something like that and then I'm just like shouting options at you. We yeah. could do Thai or but really we could always do Thai. We could always do Thai. Thai is always the answer. I think that's what we're gonna make for the family beach vacation. 
to make some Thai. Yeah, I was talking to mom today. Yeah. Most of the people listening to this podcast don't know my mom. So, but my mom's a sweet lady. And we have And she does like uh we do a beach trip every year and so Pad Thai is going to be our meal. And a a person/couple makes dinner each night, which is like actually a really cool tradition. We could do those spring rolls too, but that's a lot of ingredients for The spring most. rolls would It's just hard. To but make. the spring rolls would also be a very cool experience to bring people into the cooking. Everyone would need to wash their hands. Yeah, people people will wash their hands. Can we have a station? Yeah, we'll have a hand washing station, okay. and then I could ch- I could ch- chop that up the veg, and, and then I'll it would be it would be playful. The kids would love it. It would be, be eating cucumbers communal cooking. So yeah, we could do that as the appetizer. Like we'll make the pad thai mm-hmm. and kind of have that, and then make your own spring roll bar. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. Isn't that fun? It's so fun. It's a white girl Instagram. Yeah, we'll do that. So we need to get... And are we, like, doing a meal where it's, like, all the money that we had from our weight loss competition? Oh, yeah. I got a bunch of money in a cash app. It wasn't really weight loss. It was more... Fitness. fitness yeah we had a family family fitness the fiasco is what we called loss, it because the goal shouldn't be weight loss the goal should be should be about fitness and we're dropping we're dropping down like four points in my notes so let me finish the point i was saying earlier we're talking about dust um i posted on my instagram a picture of the trail that we were on and my good friend logan who is like a distance runner and his Damn. fiance like she does she's like a really accomplished distance runner and uh, he said, oh, my God, I want to go there. Like, I want to I want to run those trails. Aww. And I thought that was really sweet and it was really cool. And but it's so, du- like, I have a dust line. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you have a legit. Socks, du- you can't reuse socks because they're black. You guys can't see this. But there's, like, legitimately a it line might pick up for of you too. dust. There's a line of dust where my foot. But the point he made. Is. Yes. Which was interesting to me was you think about, like, right now we're just kind of hanging out at 6,000 feet. We're like oh, five, yeah. five or six thousand feet. Super used to elevation too. We're gonna be beasts oh. when we get back. Beast mode. Beast mode. Um, and so you think about a lot of these cats that live out here and train out here, and they're training at elevation, which is really good for mm-hmm. cardiovascular mm-hmm. fitness. Mm-hmm. But the point he made is that when Western runners come east, the mountains are very different. And so we even were reflecting today that it was going to be interesting to go back to grass and rock so, on our hikes. Whereas here it's so much sand and, and you don't uh, really have pack to contend dirt. with like, I could trip and fall. Over yeah. This it's way, route so it's way, it's way more technical. It's, ah. it's, it's way more like, oh, there's, it's, it's rootier. It's, yeah. it's rockier and it's just but harder the sand in that is way. hard for me to like get moving in. Well, it, and, and the sand increases your cardiovascular fitness. Like it, it, like it's harder to hike it's in harder. sand and to run in sand. I mean, what we're saying is we're super fit now, guys. Mm. So the so the point that I have in my notes, I wrote down: fitness dictates your experience. Very true. And something I've been thinking about, um, I think about it frequently when we go into public spaces, uh, pu- public outdoor We've spaces. Been thinking about it a lot. And like I think I've talked about it. I talked about it in the podcast that you and I did. Mm-hmm. I think it was episode thirty-one, and then episode thirty-two when I did the solo podcast. Um, while you were cooking dinner, I, I kept like trying to figure this idea out. And the thing that I keep coming to, and I, I look at all of the people that I know in my life and I think 
the fitness like I we so so I teach yoga mm-hmm. and we know a lot of people who are really like into fitness you know we know a lot of people who aren't in all into fitness yeah. or wellness and I think about both of those categories and I think about how your fitness whether you do or don't have it should be a tool to experience life yes that the hike we did today was really pretty and beautiful but the, the reason we were able to do that is because, because we've cultivated a, a level of fitness that allows us to just go hike eight yeah, miles at the drop of a hat. I think that's what motivates me to be fit because often like, like I got really in shape before our trip because I was like, I mm. don't want, I don't want for my fitness level to dictate you were what training. I'm capable to do. You're training. I was training. She was carrying backpacks and sandbags. I wasn't doing that. Yeah. But She's waking like, up at four in the morning, getting sprayed okay, in the face with a hose intense. by a, a marine. No, but have I you ever seen those videos of those marines during um, buds or Navy SEAL? I don't know who. Do, I, I don't know enough about this, but I think it's SEALs. Buds is their training camp, and you know, you know, flutter kicks. We'll talk about the SEALs. You know, flutter kicks. They'll be doing. They'll be laying on their back in the surf, doing flutter kicks while waves are crashing over their face. I know that you know it's awful because that's no, what you I did to train doing, for this summer summer trip. I was doing it every day. Yeah. What about the seals? Uh, so Is that in your notes? Yeah, it's in my notes. But did we talk about where we came? I guess we're on track because after our podcast, we were in the Redwoods. And that was beautiful. We stayed the night there. At the lagoon. That was the last podcast we did. And mm. then we hiked. What did we hike at the Redwoods? Oh, we, we just sort of moseyed. Like, we drove trail. and moseyed. Like, we just kind of, like, went through their parkway yeah, and, like, had, oh, that looks cool. And they had that cool area where we saw big tree. Big tree. You <laughs> you see all these trees out here out west and, you know, not out west generally, but in these old growth forests. And they have names. I like that. General that Sherman, General Grant. Big tree. Um, all these different tree America's names. America's Christmas that, tree. Yeah, America's Christmas tree. And this one was just quote and they put quotation marks on the sides big it was quote big big tree so we saw big tree (laughs) and then we drove up the oregon coast and where did we stay that night i think that was the beach night no i think it was so apparently oregon has some really cool rules that you can park in rest stops for up to 12 hours and then also on the side of the road, you can like park pretty freely. So There's nobody s- out here. If well, you ever reflect on the, like thinking about Crater today, think of how many through. people we saw at Crater. I'll There's just, you, you think this through. There's and a drone. There's a drone? Yeah. Drones aren't right. legal in national parks. High up. I didn't think they could go there. How far? How, what? Is, what? Like he's past the trees. All right. Try to, try to guide me. He's right there. Oh, that's a drone. That's a hey, drone. we're doing a podcast, buddy. So, hold on. I need to think this through. Before we should we film this over. whole thing on a pot, on a drone. We went to the Redwoods and we stayed at the lagoon. And then we drove down and we hiked Big Tree. Mm-hmm. And then we drove along the coast. Mm-hmm. And that's the night that we stayed yep. on the highway pull-off? I'm pretty sure. Because that was two nights ago. That's crazy, because what? When was why the is day that crazy? That we saw the seals. We saw the seals. Or the sea lions. Sea, we saw the, the sea lions. Thing? I don't know. I don't know the distinction between. Yeah, I don't know the difference between the two. 
I think we saw them. The morning of the redwoods. The ne- no, it was the next morning. It but was then th- no, because the next morning. No, because I went for a run on the beach yeah, and we weren't in a we rush. I don't know. It's all. Bay. I don't think chron. No, I, I don't think chronology is actually it's relevant. I think it's for me because I don't like it when my memory. You know what I was thinking about today? I was thinking about while we were at Diamond Lake, I was reflecting on uh, past trips that we've done and the handful of memories that I have from that. Mm -hmm. And what I'm interested to know is what it is that I remember in like like, graphic detail. Like what what do I I look back? Because there's so many like little things that when you do any long-term travel that just like go by the wayside. Even if they're cool. Like this is a cool campground. I like this. I like this. But we might not. It's not even a campground. It's like in the middle of these... These pines, yeah. it's just, you know, public land. Um, and this is really cool. And on any average weekend, living back back home in Virginia, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, this is amazing. This is really nice. But yeah. you become so accustomed to doing different things you do. that you forget a lot of the really cool things. You do. You know? So I'm, I'm interested to see what's in my graphic memory of yes. of what we what we did this trip. I agree. And I'm going to have to take a second and look. So while Katie takes Where a second, I, I brought up the point really I brought up the point earlier of blowing into USB drives because there's so much dust out here. And every time that I start up a podcast, first thing, I actually don't remember how I set two microphones up in GarageBand. Mm-hmm. And I have to relearn how to do it every time. But I figured it out. And I figure it out every time. On top of that... Now that everything's been so dusty, and, like, the van has, like, a coat of dust on it. If you're seeing this on YouTube, like, our van has, like, yellowed because of all the dust we've been taking in. And I had to blow into the USB ports of my MacBook. Like, it's a Nintendo 64 cartridge. Speaking of which, Nintendo 64, I have news. I have news. Nintendo 64 just had, I think it's 30th anniversary a week or two ago. Really? That's as old as us. Yeah. Maybe 20th anniversary. Okay, can I tell you my breaking news? Yeah. Okay, breaking news. So we breaking stayed news. at the lagoon after Tahoe. We drove to the Redwoods. We stayed at the lagoon. Then, then we hiked Big Tree. Then that same day mm-hmm. is when I saw the loves of my life. You looked through the pictures yes, to find that? Yes, and I, I fact-checked. With the dates. The excitement that you had seeing some sort of aquatic pup was, it was either sea lions or seals. I don't know. We just saw their heads popping out. And the excitement that you had was was on another level. so cool. So Sunday we wake up, we hike along the Redwood National State Park. It's very confusing. Closer to me? My phone. No, my phone. Oh, is it closer to me? Um... It's confusing because it's, like, on the highway, kind of, basically. Not the highway, but, like, a byway or whatever you would call the, it. The Redwoods uh, State and National Park was definitely not as not as well-maintained as other national parks. It was more of a... Uh, but it was also... It was almost big. more of a roadside attraction. So, like, if you were to reflect on the amount of carvings that we saw yeah, in trees... It wasn't as like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's not as well regulated. Like, I I think if you had like uh, at no point did we show anyone a pass. Showed no passes. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. 
And and that might be honestly that that goes back to the conversation we were having before about accessibility. That's true. Like should this just be open? But and like it's free public oh land, gosh, but it's not really free good. public land. Like you have to pay admission to get to the public land. We pay eighty dollars a year for no big deal. No big deal. We can afford it. <laughs> um to go into all the national parks and not get hassled about like day use fees yeah but it's worth it if you go to a but we park. we got no there yes. nobody was, I mean, it was really nobody checked a badge though, nobody that area but it was pretty but it, how long is it going to be pretty if if they just like oh you can just come up and you know carve your name in a tree and do your carve your name in a 1500 year old tree that day because we did the redwoods then I saw the loves of my life. The loves of your life. And then that's where we parked. And then I got on top of the van. Mm-hmm. So seeing the sea lions, seals, we're not sure. It was so cool. Because? Like, because the beach that we found, like you took us down this random road. And I was like, this is not going to be anything. And we parked and like the beach was super isolated. See, this like, needs to no go. This So in your book. Okay. In your book that oh, you're writing about how you've been right about so many things, you need to. There have been some things. Is your phone close good. to the? Oh, it is. Sorry. That Sorry, was another guys. note that I wrote. Sorry, guys. Called cell phone fuzz. Katie. I don't know if you guys remember Sorry. back in the day if you had your phone near yeah, why is a speaker. Yeah, this? Well, I think that's just not a great microphone. Yeah, I and I think that it doesn't like stop the frequency of your cell phone from disturbing it. But so we recorded an entire podcast with your cell phone underneath the microphone. And this is like it's maybe four episodes back. And it was the whole thing was. Okay. But the sea lions. Mm-hmm. seals. Mm-hmm. It was like a super isolated beach area. We were the only ones walking. Layla and Naish as bark rangers. They've made an oath. They've that made they do not. They're always solemn oath. But this area, there was no one there, and it wasn't like a natural wildlife. No, it was just area. Oregon coast, like so just spots. They were able to get off of their leashes, and Nash is never allowed off of his leash because he's a wild coyote. And he and we saw that in full display. Like he ran into the water after a bird to a point where it was like really cute, and then we were like, "Oh my gosh, is he like going to go into the ocean?" It's definitely not characteristic him? of him. He's not so a water dog. I'm like trying to get him. And then I look into the water, and I was like, that looks like a head. What is that? What is that? And then I see it again. And then I see it again. And it was seals. It was, or. Sea lions. I don't Sea lions. Know it was a water pup of some sort. If you know the difference, let me know. But they look like little dogs, and it was just. They look uh, astonishingly they curious, like dogs. And they were playing. They were super and curious. It was just me and them there. They were hopping around. Like, I had a and nobody was on the beach. Nobody was on the beach. It was Super desolate. desolate beach. And like it was we, more of a lagoon. They were there like was a sandbar closer. and there was a river. It was like a river delta. It was so like the river was emptying into the ocean. It was so. Cool. And there was a sandbar that had like created this embankment. And they're probably there because um, it's they're but they're all they they prey. On, it's definitely clean. It's probably clean water. Um, but they prey on fish. But they are also preyed upon by. So they're safer by there. sharks and whales. Mm-hmm. So um, there were no sharks there. Orca come after them. It was interesting being on the coast, though, because like when we think of beach, mm-hmm. I think of heat. And you I think know of like you think of like Memorial Day style. Let's pop up a tent. Hot, we're gonna be here for five tent, hours. Like, 
we're going to sit here. Mm -hmm. But, like, the Oregon coast, like, you're not doing that. A, because the wind, it will blow everything that you Oh, you're not putting a tent up. In 0.5 seconds. Yeah. And B, it's like. I wonder if that's characteristic of the beach inherently or if it was uh, the time of day and season we were coming through. It wasn't as windy at the first place. Dude, how about that lighthouse? Yeah. So, the next day. So we stayed where we had that cool view. Mm-hmm. I was able to get onto the van on top, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Um, and then the next day we drove and we stopped at the lighthouse, another random pull off mm-hmm. of yours. That's what I'm saying. Um, and it was the windiest wind I've ever felt. Like I thought Nish was going to blow away. Yeah. Layla loved it. Layla and you loved it. We were romping around, <laughs> playing in the wind. I unzipped my jacket all except the bottom of the jacket, created and a sail, and Nish leaned got into in, it. And then I got in pretty quickly after him. I leaned in at like, what's so 90 degrees is straight up, 45 is halfway. I was leaning at like 70 degrees. Yeah. Leaning with no meaning. We were leaning with no meaning. So. It, it was cool. And it was like a very, we were like in the ocean. Like we were as far as you could get. Except for in this state, the only place, place, the only place on the west coast of the United States that goes farther west is Olympia National Park. It's a national park. Olympia National Park, you think? It might be Olympia National Park, but it's in uh, the farthest northwest region of the United States, and that's in Washington. But excluding that, we were farthest longitudinally. Than any other spot. Go so it's like number two. Yeah. And it was right at that that, that lighthouse. I don't like to be number two. I don't like to be number two you know, either. Like, like part of me is like, okay, well we need to go there next. Go like, put in six hundred miles. Go up the. Um. Yeah. So the Oregon coast was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um. And then we ended up staying at that park. Then, like, we drove through Coos Bay, mm-hmm. and then we ended up staying at that park where we met our van friends. If you're oh, listening, yeah. van friends. Oh yeah, they, they said they were gonna start ah, listening to the podcast. Yeah. It's nice to meet you. Brian, Brian, and Ruth. I think Ruth. I remember the name. Brian and Ruth, Ruth. I think. Are you sure it's Brian? Then? I think it is. You yeah. took a picture of their Instagram handle, like on your phone. They uh they just they started doing van style travel, and uh. They were super, super nice, enthusiastic, and happy, and wonderful, good vibes. So we hiked, and we thought we might have to fight off the cougars there, but we mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah, Brian and Ruth. Brian and Ruth. It was really, it was nice. And then the next day, we drove to Willamette Valley. Yeah, the wineries were cool. I I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed checking out wineries. The wine was good. The view was good. We were feeling good. It was uh, sun was out. It was fun. Just good vibes. And it was warm again. Like the coast was really cold. Mm-hmm. And I think like I I was like okay, like I get it, but it's summer. So like, yeah, I remember a co- I, I remember walking up the again. beach with you and thinking. Like, what, what, are we going to feel heat again? Like, yeah. I sort of want heat and again. Really it was only but like this is a good days. balance right here at Crater this Lake. This is really nice. It was like, probably I'm 85 today. Right now. Yeah, and we're in the shade, so yeah. it feels nice like, and I'm mellow. Not hot at all. So, so. that's good. Because I don't want to have like scorching heat. Yeah, it I'm done with that. It started to get kind of cold. I'm done with the, with the desert heat. 
But the Willamette Valley was really nice. And then we mm-hmm. drove and we it stayed. It looked astonishingly like Virginia. It was very, like I understand The only why. distinction between those two regions is the trees. Because we especially, live in a deciduous forest and this is a coniferous forest. Especially like the area of Virginia where all the wineries are. Like it and where we, and where like we live. Mm, yeah. It's a bit rockier where yeah, we live. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit more, you know, mountainous and rocky, but. But it was really pretty and it was fun. We had fixed bread. I tried tapenade. Olive tapenade. It wasn't that bad. I did. It wasn't that bad. You ate almost all of it. No, I liked it. You loved it. <laughs> you loved like it. it. <laughs> I um. You're not an olive person. No, I think I would have really liked it if I had like some che- like vegan cheese mm-hmm. and then put a little tapenade on top of that. Mm-hmm. Like a little that makes sense. To calm it down. Yeah. But it was good, and the fixed bread needed cheese too, but there was no vegan cheese to be. So something interesting about Crater Lake that just came to my mind is the first time we saw Crater Lake, I was so stunned. I was so stunned by Crater Lake. Do you feel like we've seen too many cool things? (laughs) I think, and we talked about this last time we did this trip, where there's a fatigue of, yeah, that's really cool. It's just like everything It's like, all right, let's keep driving. Yeah. But there are times, where were we, where I was like, just when I thought I couldn't see anything else. And then I'm, I'm like, back into, like, amazement mode. Like, the Oregon coast was not like what I had seen before. Yeah. And I found that again, where I'm like, oh, my gosh, look, 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 look out the window. But like, that's cool. Yeah. But there. Like, rediscovered that. Yeah. The newness, the freshness of it. The Oregon coast looks astonishingly like Maine. It does look very much like Maine. In fact, I even said something like... And it kind of felt like yeah. Maine when we were hiking, too. Yeah. It feels a lot like Maine, it which is interesting. Like I wonder if that's a latitude thing. Ooh. I wonder if they're on similar latitudes. Perhaps. I definitely want to go back to Acadia. Like, I don't know when, but that will definitely be like a week or a two-week-long trip when we have kids. Acadia is a cool trip, man. Really Acadia cool. is a really cool trip. I'm trying to keep up with my notes, babe. So we stayed. The note, the only note that I have left. Okay, got it. The notes that I, I don't have them pulled up, but I remember the notes that I had was blowing into USB drives <laughs> to get sand out of them. So like a like a Nintendo thing. Uh-huh. What's my podcast, Katie? You just type. This I'm just here these for are the, the ride. these are hot button topics I talk about. Okay. Blowing into a USB drive. Buzz from the cell phone. Weird notes. Are these weird notes? <laughs> no wonder you told me to take notes. The third one I'm going to skip because I'm going to talk. That's what we'll talk about next. The fourth one was fitness dictates your experience. Okay. Because I think that's totally true. Okay. If you can stay healthy and well yeah. for as long as you possibly stay can, healthy, you'll be able movable. to just live more life. Yeah. In different stay ways. Mobile. Stay mobile. The third one that I skipped was bear spray. Okay, but before bear spray, can we just put a bow on? We're at Crater Lake and Diamond Lake right now, mm-hmm. and we did the hike. I guess we already talked about this. We, did we don't have hike. to run the whole itiner- itinerary. We can we can talk like about like ideas and like very, like type yeah. We don't have to like okay like, so bullet point spray. schedule like another we don't have thing to do that. I'm right about and you're wrong about. Were you strongly pro bear bear spray? Pro bear spray. Um, no, but I did think that it was a useful tool. It seems like such a scam to me. It does seem very, I don't know. It seems like 
you think you know nature, so you bring your bear spray, but you really don't know nature at all. Exactly. It's a very, like, newbie thing to do. Yeah, it's like, it seemed like such a rookie move. But we have been in places where I definitely thought there were bears. Yeah, and I... Is there a bear behind me? Like, I feel like you're looking behind me. No. And it's scary. No, it's okay. Is it going to eat me? If a bear were to charge you right now... I'd be so mad because what I would just do, be like, run, and I could get in the van. What I would do... <laughs> just get in the van. I would get in the van. I'd pause the podcast. <laughs> Why would you pause it? That's wasted time. Well, I don't want that on film. I think that the, the audience would like it. For us to get bared? Well, we would you just ever seen get Grizzly in Man? the van. We would just... We would literally, I would grab Nish, I would go this way, you would say, Layla, now, and she would go, and then you would run in, slam the door closed, we're safe. Safe and safe. And if we had bear- I feel like there's a bear behind me. There's not. Is there a bear behind me? Yes! Layla! (laughs) She's like, I'm not a bear. I'm a dog. The tiny little black bear. My name's Layla. She kind of looks, oh no, now she's up. (laughs) You roused the bear. Lay down, bear. You can't wake the bear up. So we're thinking about getting bear spray, but also the thing that scares us. Bear spray is legit. So the reason that I've come around on the bear spray is I was listening to a podcast with um, a hunter and outdoorsman. And it just coincidentally, they were talking about the Yellowstone region and the greater Yellowstone area. Which we're going to. Which we're going to be there in like, I don't know, five days, something like that. We were like, we can do so much like backcountry stuff now. I wanted to use the skills that we've talked about on previous podcasts of, oh, I'll just like today we came up Crater yes. Lake on a and trail we just like, that no, this. it wasn't there advertised. Was no it was like, so oh, there's fun. a trail network here. And yeah. we, fa- and I saw it on a map like yes. that I downloaded yeah. and it turned out to be awesome. Like it was beautiful views, beautiful hike, really mellow, right. mildly challenging, but it not insanely hard. And so I wanted to use all of those same skills in Yellowstone. Yellowstone. And then so I listened to this podcast, and apparently there were like, two bear attacks in the last month in no, Yellowstone. I thought they said like 100 people have been killed. No, they That's have not said 100 people have been killed. Okay. What did he say about 100 then? Wasn't 100 one of the so, 100 sightings, I bet. No, no. I think what you're thinking is about the bears that they collared. They collared 100 bears. Okay. No, they collared 15 bears. Then where did I get the number 100? And the they got good data back from seven of those bears, yes. grizzlies. Yes. And in the span of, it, like, you have to fact check these numbers. Like, don't take the video just cut off. That's why we have to pause. I'm going right? to pause this. Mic's hot. Okay. My mic is hot, and I would like the record to state that there has just been a Katie is right, Aaron is wrong moment. Hot, fresh news. Nash went inside and Aaron was like, I think he wants to go to sleep. And I said, no, he's looking for water. I know what he does. He's looking for water. And so Aaron brings him back out. What does he immediately do? Takes a sip of water. Takes tiny little doggo sips. So we were talking about bear spray. Okay. So the question. And I don't know where we left off. I think the biggest question is, are we going to purchase bear spray or no? Because we're going to be in a I don't want to spend $38 on bear spray if... Layla, drop uh, it. What is that? Drop it. Oh, no. Oh, no. She's going to... Drop it. What you got? Make her puke it up. Go. What was it? I have no idea. Probably like deer poop or something. 
it looked like a piece of like jerky. So we can just only hope that it was jerky. Get in here. No, don't. She's gonna puke it up in there. Go. Up. Now she's just gonna eat my it's food. It's the worst podcast. Okay. It's still recording. Are we or are we not getting bear spray? I don't know if we're gonna get bear spray. <laughs> okay. I do want to get my bucket hat tomorrow. Oh my gosh, something you own is covered in dirt over there. Oh, that's my hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> that's my external hard drive. It's supposed to be a waterproof case, so let's see Layla if it's dustproof. Because Layla, Layla buried you it. you better not be eating our food. <laughs> no, she already got a piece of jerky or elk poop. I'm not sure. Whatever it was, she ate it. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Tomorrow we go to bend. He's <laughs> just trying to get the rest of what she left behind. He's like, there's jerky over there. He's jerking me around here. <laughs> I think we need to wrap it up. We wrapping the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get bear spray. Okay. So here, let's punchline this. Okay. Bear spray. Punchline. Bear spray is effective, according to an outdoor expert that I heard, heard on it. a podcast. We it is effective. Really... The reason I thought it wasn't effective you is because it would mace us. Yeah, well, it's definitely going to mace us. We're definitely. But you... at least we mace the bear in the process. Exactly. Oh. I was thinking about it today while I was hiking. Is your phone near the microphone? No, no not at all. I was listen- I was thinking today on our hike that a skunk has spray. Uh, porcupine has quills. Certain bugs, if you eat them, they're very bitter and mm-hmm. distasteful. Humans and hu- distasteful. humans are just delicious. But we have evolved because our brains are what they are. We're smarter to create bear spray. And so bear spray <sighs> apparently is effective. And I, so in my head, I was thinking, you're gonna have a bear that's gonna charge you, and you're going to spray at it, and it's gonna be like, I don't care. Uh-huh. I don't care. I'm a bear. I'm going to eat you. And then while you're being mauled by a bear, you're, you like, you're like sneezing. <laughs> you know that I mean? would be the least like, <laughs> of my worries at this point. <laughs> yeah, but so as it turns out, though, it is effective. Yeah, bear spray, bear spray so, and a pistol is what they say. So you got to have a firearm with you. If you're in deep country. In country but I, I, I think that I'm not. I think we're going to hang out in Yosemite for like a day or two. I don't think I'm comfortable enough to put myself. I'm not. And I've I've seen a lot of beautiful wilderness that doesn't have that Bears. high risk of bear. I agree. And Completely. I think that so many people go through Yellowstone. Like that's why there was two attacks this and summer. It's just silliness. There's so many they people don't, they don't and know what they're, doing. they're leaving food. This goes back to the conversation we had two podcasts ago. It's like how accessible should these outdoor spaces be? Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that are, you know, leaving coolers Yellow. behind their truck. Uh, they're leaving food scraps, you know, all these different well, things that are just it, bad bear practices. Another thing I think about is and like then they get hungry and they want to eat people. Yeah. Like when we're eating, if we drop crumbs, we pick them up. And I think about people who like have no experience in the out of doors who would mm-hmm. just be like, like we watch that guy like flick his plate of oh, his yeah. crumbs onto the ground. Yeah. So think of how many people are doing that and the bears are like, ooh, crumbs. Well, yeah. And it's the smells are attracting them yeah. for sure. The big thing when it comes to crumbs is that crumbs feed rodents and rodents breed the desire for snakes to be there. Everything. And so I love cute little critters that 
run around. Like I love to see chipmunks and squirrels and purred, like all these different purr like pur dogs, <laughs> all these different little rodents. I enjoy seeing them because they're playful and fun. But if they're there, that means that there are snakes there because the snakes are, unless it's a completely out of control population. So like, you know, you're sitting on the, you're sitting on the bank of a river and you're eating a granola bar and an almond falls on the ground. Snakes Most people eat won't eat that. But you should at least pick it up. Most people will leave it, it there. Bag. Yeah. You should at least just like put it in your bag because that feeds a rodent population that then feeds a snake population. Nobody wants And that. it's unhealthy for the animals to have. It's just not sustainable for them. You know, like you're bolstering a, a population. That is not that's not natural. Like it's not natural. Yeah. Like if, if, if humans yeah. are just consistently mm-hmm. putting trash into outdoor spaces, then it creates a demand for, for those, those products. And that wouldn't live there the book I'm reading right now called animal plant junk right now it's it's a book i don't remember who the author is but it's about looking at human history conquest colonialism um westward expansion of the united states all these different things it's looking at all of that through a lens of um acquisition of arable land in that like we think about we think about all these different you know we think about manifest destiny as Americans just built railroads to get to the West. But in a massive way, it was conquest for arable land, meaning land that can be farmed Mm -hmm. that hadn't been depleted from over, um, over farming. Yeah. And so this guy has really put a piece to me to show that like even the spice trade, we hear about the silk road, like back back in middle school history, high school history, the Silk Road was about food. Yeah. The Silk Road, like it was called the Silk Road and like that was part of it. But it was Europeans desiring salt. The things that make our food tasty. Peppers, spices, yeah. spices pepper. Like peppers all of these, like no pepper, like like, like pepper. peppercorn. Mm-hmm. Um it drove all of that me twisting the pepper, <laughs> uh, grinding the pepper. It drove all of that. And it's an interesting lens to look at history through because then we drive through all these agricultural spaces and we see immense amounts of dust, like on our trip this year, mm-hmm. dust tornadoes, yeah, people so. running mi- like uh, their tractors. And it's just like kicking up so much dust. It's like, I don't think that land is, I don't think that land wants you to use it, you know? And so I've been, especially in the last like three or four days, I've really been on a heavy kick of what we're doing to the planet. And um, I guess we're going to end this podcast on a low note. Sorry, guys. We have about 30 30 years of topsoil left in the United States. Yeah, next year our podcast is going to be about like independent farming. 30 years of topsoil left in the United States really scary and really sad and the fertilizers the f- the phosphorus and the potassium and the nitrogen that's why when i was swimming in diamond lake today i was like i hope this is pollen because i had a real i you was watching a thing last thing. night and you know i had this realization that i grew up swimming the shenandoah Ugh. worst idea right and the reason that the shenandoah is nasty is yes there is animal waste mm-hmm. that flushes in there mm-hmm. But in a big way, 
it's the nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus that is used as fertilizers mm, that yeah. when it goes into the rivers, you have these natural bacteria and um, algal, like algae, mm-hmm. that grows when it is given nutrients. So they're fer- they're over-fertilizing mm, the land, that makes sense. and then it runs yeah. into the rivers, and then it's like, oh, now we have very fertile algae blooms. But that's not good. No, it's not good for the long term. So like when you step on a slick rock, yeah. and then it's like seeing seeing some of the really, really like in Yosemite and all these places that are super so protected, they're so clean. You're stepping on rocks and like your feet grip to yeah, them. Yeah, you're like fine. And I grew up in. It stink I grew up on the Shenandoah <laughs> and like in college, going down to the New, the New oh, River. Yeah, I slipped on so many rocks. And it's like, oh, this is just like this is what rivers are like. Rivers yeah. are just kind of slimy, you know, and that's part of part of rivers. Like rivers at home. They're far less clean than the rivers out yeah, here. I know. But it's not clean. It's not that it's unclean because of. I mean, yes, there's animal waste that gets washed through there, yeah. but the biggest thing is the fertilizers that create these algae blooms. Hmm. Algal, algae, algal, algal. Algal. But I'm actually not sure. Algernon. Okay. I used to read Flowers for Algernon for my kids. You ever read that short story? I think I have. I think you've read it to me. It's the guy in the TV and the. Flowers for Algernon is a story about a guy with a mental disability that is used for an experiment and becomes a super genius and then he becomes smarter than the researchers. Okay, I've heard and then the, um, you want me to spoil it for you? No, I want to read it. Don't it's, it's really good. It it's, it's one of the greatest short stories ever written. I would like to read it. And it's a great conversation to have with kids, especially at the eighth and ninth grade level, because they're very cognizant. They're at a point now at that age mm-hmm. where they're aware of, Oh, Katie's smarter than Aaron. Yeah. Or I'm not a math person or, and so they have really, uh, it's always really good conversation about, well, what does this mean? What does intelligence mean? And like, how do we operate in the world knowing that there's a variance of intelligence? Is that the bird? It really does sound like he's singing hot cross buns. You guys can't hear this because these microphones are very directional. His sound. You should record it so that Steven can help us. But he's singing hot Hot cross cross buns. Hot cross buns. One a penny, two a penny. Hot cross Well, no, he's just doing hot cross buns. All right, guys. Time for. You think I was it? You just need me. You just need to let me go on like a ten-minute rant about climate change, and then we wrap. Yeah, I'm really sorry, guys. But I feel like there's going to be a podcast. Are you worried about climate change? I'm very worried about climate change. In what way? I am worried that it's happening and it's happening very fast and I'm concerned for like bringing children into Mm -hmm. this space and like what that looks like and if it's my duty to bring good people into the world that I will raise in a manner where they'll be very cognizant of this and want to help it or if it's my duty not to bring children into the world that are going to have to suffer through something like this. Yeah. So it weighs extremely heavily on my mind (laughs) all the time. Um, yeah. We never really talk about climate yeah. change. It's, it's hard for me. Cause like, I, I know that it's happening and like we do things to try to do our part, but obviously like we're doing things too, where it's like we're driving across the country. Like that's a lot. It's of not tasks. my, it's not, uh, this is the point that I've come to is it's not my part to fix climate change. Yeah. And the, I it's feel industrialized. Like, yeah. 
agriculture and it's the industrial system that needs to be revamped i can change as many light bulbs in my house as i want to but it means nothing when it comes to is going to change like just knowing general public and like like you talk to people and it's not think of how many jabronis we've met on the trip and like not in their ethos like they have no consideration of it yeah so it worries me that it's going even to get we were to talking to somebody recently i was like that person was alluding to climate denial i don't remember who it was and where it was but i was like oh you it's you're yeah. like they were wait they like opened the door slightly for a conversation it's it's scary and it's it's something where i don't like it it makes me think about like decisions we're making for like the long term mm-hmm like buying a house. Like buying a house, and where do we buy a house? Buy and a house in the woods where there's a lake or a river or a creek. Yeah, like do I want to be situated in an area? You want to be high elevation, around trees, with a water source. Yeah. And like learning, like, skills. Yeah. I don't know. we got to learn how to farm. Yeah, it's a lot. And we got to store seeds. And it freaks me out. And I was thinking about it today. <laughs> we need to be thinking about not only... Not only should we be thinking about just learning how to farm generally in a mm-hmm. conventional sense of like, oh, not farming, but like gardening, like learning yeah, the basics of gardening. Yeah. But on top of that, we need to be aware of um, vegetables that are particularly durable yeah. when it comes to drought yeah. or excess rain. Yeah. If we decide to stay in like the, the eastern deciduous in. forest of Appalachia um and also we might like get excessive rain where we do like it's not a year round it's not a year round growing season yeah. so we have to like beef up on our canning capacity and learning how to can be- be- better and i think that like the next decade i think the next decade could bring a lot of food insecurity for the entire world scares me it does scare me but it also gives me the i have faith that people have done this for ten thousand years and so like we if if we i think the real tragedy of all that is going to come in when people realize like oh it's too late for me to learn how to figure out how to feed myself but if we take the next five years and really like learn like what is it that we can do to make sure that we have water food and shelter yeah what skills do we need to develop for that this will be another really long podcast so there it is so sad <laughs> okay guys we promise we're not sad all the time no we're very happy people we are i'm very happy we to are. be doing this trip with you happy to be doing this trip with you as well it's not so somber no no yeah i think part of it for me is balancing like how can i be happy in this moment but also like be cognizant and aware of like where the world is going and like Mm -hmm. how can i yeah especially as i get older like i want to make sure like there's something to be said with like oh i'm living in this moment Mm mm-hmm but then there's also something to be said for like planning and preparation and like learning. But also people that people that live close to the land live statistically happier lives. I do like to live close to the land. Like living as close to the and land I as think possible. That we've spent a lot of time traveling. It's interesting to think like 
this was kind of like the big one mm-hmm. and we've done a lot of travel like we've traveled mm-hmm. we have we have traveled oh yeah like i feel like i'm not the only thing i really want to do before we have a kid is travel internationally mm-hmm. like once and like i know there will be more of that like eventually as well mm-hmm. but like i feel like i've done it and i feel like i have experience to take with me into like the next chapter of my life and mm-hmm. it does feel like i'm ready for like a new to the next step yeah i just feel really bad about where our world is going and it it scare it scares me because i do want to have kids mm-hmm. but like i don't know if that's something that's selfish or not I don't think it's selfish to have kids. I don't think it's selfish to have kids either. I just really worry about where we're headed. I think it's important that people that are thoughtful, considerate, compassionate, loving, and adaptable. I think it's extraordinarily important that those people have kids right now. Yeah. (gasps) Speaking of dog mom. (laughs) Okay, guys. We got another one done. Another one, another one in the books. We weren't even going to podcast another tonight. Gone, i got to figure out how to post these things. We don't have reliable internet. Oh I'm just recording these. Bend is going to have really reliable internet, I think. Oh, yeah. So We'll have to coffee shop and upload some stuff. Yeah, we can coffee shop. i got to schedule these out. I got, like, like We can either get into Bend and coffee shop before we hang out in Bend tomorrow. Because I think it's only like a two and a half hour drive. Mm-hmm. So if we drove there like as soon as we woke up, then mm-hmm. we could like coffee shop, lunch, that sort of thing. Just kick it. We just got paid, just got paid, just got paid. But then we have two vacations on top of this vacation. So. Vacation on some vacation. We can't spend all that money. I love you, Katie. I love you, babe. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. There it is, guys. Would have been nicer to end on a high note, but nonetheless, that's what we're thinking about. And while we're traveling around chatting about all this climate change stuff googly mowgly i don't know what to do but uh yeah follow along man we're uh we're still cruising we're still doing our thing uh shoot me an email uh follow subscribe like comment the comments make a big difference when it comes to making this reachable for other people so you know take a minute throw a comment in there hopefully it's a good one if not it's probably still good if you even if you throw a bad comment in there if you're like this is the worst podcast i've ever heard sucks nobody listened to it algorithmically it probably still benefits me so yeah man catch you guys on the next one